to eight. God fall fresh on me. Break me, break me, melt me, mold me, and fill me. of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes condemned them to destruction making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly and delivered righteous Lot who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked for that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We've been talking about choices and I was sharing with Pastor Gloria, I was saying to her that I feel that the more I look into choices, the more I see a lot. And I, I believe that the rest will put in the book. Because this is just lots and its choices. I wanted to go through Ruth and his, her choice. Um, we had, what, what was I telling you? The, the Ruth and the choice. Peter, Satan and his choice. God and his choice. Because Satan also had the choice. <laughs> so I'll put the rest in the book. And um, David also had a choice. Choices of David that we haven't looked at. And then there was a choice between the God and his choice had to do with Cain and Abel. God chose Abel and Cain was upset. And uh, we've, we looked at, um, in passing, we looked at Ruth, isn't it? In passing, we looked at um, David also made some choices. Then uh, Moses also made some choices. Jesus also made choices that we will look at. So, and the reason why it's important, this subject is important, is because God gave us one thing that we have total and absolute control over, that God doesn't have any control over, and that's our will. And it's with, it's with our will that we make choices. And I started by saying that choices have implications. And choices have opportunity costs. Because the price of a choice is not the value of what you have chosen. The price of a choice is the choice that you have let go. Or the plethora of choices you have let go. If you, have, if you choose a man, it means... You have, the price of the man is not the male you have chosen. The price of the man is all the men, all the men that, you have, that you have let go. So it's very expensive, isn't it? If you choose one woman, it's not just, you haven't chosen hips. You have lost many hips. You have, chose, you have lost, the price of the hip you have chosen is the many hips that you have let go. So you see, I, I'm, I'm trying to make you understand that you don't just choose in vacuum. You don't just make choices. You realize that some people just made choices by heart and the choices were very expensive. For the times when kings go to war, David chose to stay at home and that choice cost him a lot. 
David made another choice. Out of the, the sons, by culture, Adonijah was supposed to be the king. But David chose Solomon. And that was a choice. And that choice also had implications. Hallelujah. Every choice that you make in life is at the price. Sometimes we say we haven't chosen because we are thinking about it. But that's also a choice. The choice of not choosing is a choice. See, if like you have, you have two girls to choose from, two girls to choose from, and then you, you decide that you make both your sisters. It's also a choice. You have made a choice. <laughs> it's like, oh, I haven't made up my mind. No, no, you've made your mind up. You are not sure whether to go or to stay. And so you are in limbo. That limbo is also a, a choice. Hallelujah. But, but today, I, I want us to look at the implications of Lot's choice. Uh, we can't seem to let go of Lot. I don't know why. We can't, you can't seem to let go of Lot. We should have finished Lot a long time ago. And if I follow this thing, we'll, be, we'll do it for a whole year. So the rest we'll put in a book. Uh, Hallelujah. So we have done, you see, what you should understand, and I think I said this, what you should understand is that choices are dependent on our upbringing, our fabric, our thinking pattern. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You see, all those things affect what you choose. If you have been brought up in an abusive environment, you tend to attract people who are abusers. So your preference will be an abusive person. Your preference will be somebody who has a strong personality who would put you under their thumb. So if you have to choose between two men, you won't like the one who, who is phlegmatic, the one who you, you will always solicit your opinion. Because you are brought up in an environment where you had no say. So you want, you will choose, or your pro proclivity is to have somebody who will control you. You are preaching. So you see, your upbringing is very important in the choice you make. See, to counteract that, to counteract that is to have a lot of the word of God inside of you. Because when you have the word of God inside of you, you have God in you, it, you can change your pattern. So that you are not controlled by the abuse. You are not controlled by the past. You are not controlled by the strings that have held you. Because God delivers us. When we are born again, he gives us, he removes us. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. But until you are born again, you are, the old thing still remains. Does that make sense? Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. So we, we should understand that the choices we make, sometimes how many have made a choice and you are very, you are very shocked at yourself for choosing what you chose. And you realize that it was a very bad choice. Yeah. I'm trying to explain to you why you made that choice. You chose that because of. For instance, for instance, you see that most men, most men, they, the choice of wife they make in a very, if you, if you talk about radius, they don't go past their mom. They choose somebody that looks like their mom, behaves like their mom, operates like their mom. How many agree with what I've just said? You see, monkey see, monkey do. And vice versa. Most women choose somebody that is not far from their dad. If their dad is carefree, they are likely to choose a carefree type of husband. 
If their dad is very strict and very hard, the tiger in the house, they are likely to choose somebody like that. <laughs> the, the wives, how many agree with what I'm saying? Eh? In not, not closely, but in a runabout way. You see, if you look at the person, your, the choice of husband or choice of wife, in a very critical way, you see that there are similarities between your mom. For instance, you ask, you ask all the sisters here, you ask them, what type of man you, you want? They will say, some will say, I want a short man. Some will say, I'm a big man. Some will say, a tall guy. Somebody will say, somebody has a beard. And none of it will make sense. But, oh, allow me. Uh, allow me today. <laughs> but you see that all those things affect our choices. Sometimes it's not so much the the family, the mother, the father, but sometimes where you come from. Where you come from, your ethnicity, your upbringing would detect what is nice. For instance, uh, an African man's definition of beauty is different from an European man's definition of beauty. It's a, it's a choice. <laughs> How many understand what you're I'm trying to say? Yes, I, I don't know. <laughs> but how many understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. You see, it takes something to be able to break away from that thing. That mindset. It takes a lot to break away and choose something totally different. That's why you need God. That's why you need the word of God. And you need the spirit of God. Because that's the only way you can break from that thing. Hallelujah. Yeah. Choices are very important. You know, the more I look into it, the more I feel that there's so much for us to, you know, because really the choice you make determines how high you go. All of us sitting here, we are sat here as a result of many choices we have made, good and bad, all put together. It's the commission of, of it is what you have now. And also the next set of choices you make, good or bad, will determine your outcome in 10 years' time. So choices are not just a matter of course or a matter of daily no, activities. No, 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 no. It is your destiny determiner. Are you with me? It determines your destiny. You make choices. Every day we are making choices. Every minute we are making choices. The choices we are making, most of the time, we don't think through it. We just take it. Because it's like the A, B, C, D. Then you pick one. Sometimes we close our, our eyes and then we pick. We haven't thought through, then we pick. We pick on the spell of the moment. Never ever make a a permanent choice based on a temporary feeling and situation. I say never take a permanent decision on a temporary situation or circumstance. What informed the choice of husband or choice of wife you took? Was it that she was the only one there at the time? Yeah, it's like at the time, the only three girls around. And she was the one who was friendly, so. <laughs> no, that's a very temporary circumstances to make a permanent decision. It's a permanent decision. 
Anyway, let's go on. If I follow you people, I won't finish. <laughs> so, we want to look at the, the implications of Lord's choice. We said the first implication. You know, we've gone through all the reasons why Lot made the, his choice. Yeah? yeah? We've talked about all that. I'm not repeating any of those. I'm just, we are just today going to look at the cost, the implication of his choice. The first thing we're going to say is his choice took him to a place of war. Genesis 14. And you see, even though we are using Lot as a case study, we've all understood and we've all agreed and accepted that we can be Lot. Or we have Lot inside of us. So it is not the personality of Lot that we are interested in per se, but we are looking at ourselves. Amen. So because um, Peter said that all these were an example to us, isn't it? So we are looking at it so that we learn and glean. Verse 11. That's uh, Genesis 14, verse 11. Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way. Let me, start, let me backtrack maybe. Um, let's start from... From eight. And the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, and the king of Adma, the king of Zeboam, and the king of Bela, that is Zoah, went out and joined together in battle in the valley of Sidim against, who can pronounce this one for me? Chedor. Laoma, king of Elam, Tidal, king of nations, Amraphel, king of Shania, and Aroik, king of Elasa, four kings against five. Amen. Now, the valley of Sidim was full of asphalt pits and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. Some fell there and the remainder fled to the mountains. Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all the provisions and went their way. You know, we, we were told that when Lord chose to go to the right, Abraham chose to go to the left. Now, the right that he went was very beautiful and all that. The beautiful place led to a wall. Sometimes you chose, oh, the man is very, very nice. Or the woman is beautiful. That is why you have chosen. But that beautiful woman that you have chosen, it means a very uh, a marriage of war. It says that they were fighting four against five. Four kings against five. It means you are outnumbered in the fight. The the, the, the wife you chose brought her mother. So throughout the marriage, you are fighting not only your wife, your wife and the mother, and they were together against you. Every choice has an implication. If if um, Lot could have seen into the future, I don't think he would have chosen that. If he had the benefit of hindsight, he would never have chosen that place. Hallelujah. First thing is that it led to war. You see, when you are inside a relationship that is always at war, do some introspection. You see, what I want you to look at, the import of the message I want to preach today is that when you see a series of mishaps, press reset, think through it, and see where have I gone wrong, 
and do something about it. Because you see that number one leads to number two, number two leads to number three, number three leads to number four, number four leads to number five, and it's like you are going west, it comes west, 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 until you die. If Saul had, if Lot had pressed the reset button at a point, it would have saved him from the next calamity. That's what I'm trying to get us to understand today. Are you with me? Number two problem he went through was there was kidnapping. So number one, he was in war. Number two was what? Kidnapping. Verse 12. Oh, let's, let's read through. So let's go, go back. We, we finished at 10, isn't it? Then they took all the goods. We finished at 11. All the goods and went their way. 12. They also took Lot, Abram's bro- brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. So, he has been kidnapped. He was inside of a war. Then he became a victim of kidnapping. Do you understand? When you are inside a city that is at war, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are at war. Do you understand? It means that you are caught in the place, but there is a possibility to escape. But when you are kidnapped, now the war has left the surroundings and the war is on you. Because now you have been held captive. How many of of us studying Lot will say that at that point Lot should have retort? Because it's war. I've just been through war and I've been through kidnap. As if that was not enough. Let's read on verse 13. Then one who had escaped came and told Abraham, the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terebinth tree in memory, the Amorite, brother of Eshkol, and brother of Ene, and they were allies with Abraham. Now, when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night. He and his servants attacked them, pursued them as far as Oba, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods as well as the women and the people. Okay? So you think that now the first one was war. Second one was what? Kidnapping. Third one is what? Rescue. He has been rescued. How many of you would say that it's a consequence? He would not have been rescued had he not been kidnapped. He would not have been kidnapped had he been not in, in, in war. He would not have had war had he chosen to be in a better place than he, where he was. So you see that one thing leads to the other, that leads to the other, that leads to the other. You would have thought that as soon as he's rescued, he would press the reset button. But no. Lot doesn't just allow things to lie like that. The next one is that he goes back to the same place. And now the people who were at war, who were fighting five kings, now become his oppressors. Chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19. 
Verse 1. Now the, the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose up and went to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face towards the ground. And he said, here now, my lords, please turn in. You know, because he's a spiritual man, he saw and recognized they were angels. They didn't have uh, wings or anything, but he knew these were angels. So we are reading as if he knows that they are angels. Here, my lords, please turn in to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise and go on your way. And they said, no, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly. You wonder why he insisted strongly? Because he knew where he lived. So they turned in to him and entered the house. Then he made them a feast and baked a living bread and they ate. Now before they laid down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the men from every quarter surrounded the house. And they called to Lot and said, where are the men that came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. So Lot went out to them through the doorway and shut the door behind him and said, please, my, breth- my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them to you that you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. Are you following it? And they said, stand back. Then they said, this one came in to stay here and he keeps acting as a judge. Now, we will deal worse with you than with them. So they pressed hard against the man Lot and came near to break down the door. So you see that now Lot is being oppressed. The people who were victims of of war, remember we read that Abraham rescued them. Not only Lot, but the people. So it wasn't just Lot and his family, but he rescued Lot and then the men of Sodom and Gomorrah. And then set them free to their lands. And now the people have gathered as if they didn't know that it was the cousin or the uncle of Lot that has that delivered them a few chapters ago. Are you getting it? But then they turned and they are, they, they, they pressed hard. He was willing to give them his virgin children. They were not interested. They want the two men. Are you okay? But the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both great and small. So they came, they became weary trying to find the door. Amen. So you see that here, Lot is being oppressed. How many of you today, by now, Lot, you learn some sense? Lot, you learn some sense. Sometimes we go through a series of calamities, a series of issues, and we don't learn any lessons from it. You see, anytime you are going through something in life, good, bad, or indifferent, ask yourself, what brought me here? You know, how many have gone to a, 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 an estate, a maze of estate? There's always a, a, a signpost that says you are here. Have you seen it before? Mm-hmm. Uh, like a shopping complex. You go into and you don't know the place. They, say, they, say, they tell you that this is where you are. See, when you know where you are, it is easy to navigate your way to where you want to be. 
Are you with me? Always know where you are. And you see, to know where you are, you must be very truthful to yourself. See, one of the things that we don't like doing as human beings is to tell the truth to ourselves. We don't like doing that. We'll give excuses. We'll blame everybody else but ourselves. But you see, any calamity you go through, you must realize and understand that you, have, you had a hand in it. He did this. He did it. He, no, 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 no. Stop pointing fingers at him. The part you played that enabled him to do whatever he did is the most important. Because if you don't know where you are, chances are you repeat the same mistake. See, Lord didn't realize it was the place. It was the place he was that was bringing him the trouble. So far, how many troubles have we talked about? Four troubles. And he still sat there, not moving. Which means that Lot could not be truthful to himself. Remember, the mistake that Abraham made was the reason why he took the decision. So he kept blaming Abraham. Some of us, we are pointing fingers at people who don't matter anymore. If my father had taken me to a good school, by now, my life would have been better. Yeah, but, but the thing, the man is dead long ago. You are alive. You can take yourself to school. Why are you still blaming Abraham? Abraham made a mistake in Egypt. But you are now in Sodom. And you're having issues. Why are you still saying that if, if Abraham had behaved, I wouldn't be here? You are here. Your part you played that brought you here is the most important, not what anybody has contributed to. Are you with me? See, most of us, we don't criticize ourselves. We criticize everybody but ourselves. That is how come we don't make important decisions and changes in our lives. See, if you are not self-critical, you will not achieve much in life. Brothers and sisters, anything that happens to you, bad, good, indifferent, analyze your part that you played. Criticize yourself and you make the right decisions moving forward. How many can understand what I just said? I'm saying a lot of things, but the way you are quiet, I don't think it's, it's sinking through. Hallelujah. Hmm. So what number are we on? We are going to five. Now you realize five. Let's move on quickly to five. What, what verse are we on? Okay. So move to verse uh, 14. So Lot went out and spoke to the sons-in-law. No, okay, let's reverse to 13, isn't it? So that makes sense. Or 12. Where did we get to? 11, isn't it? We finished at 11. So let's go to 12. Then the man said to Lot, have you anyone else here? Son-in-law, your sons, or your daughters? And whomever you have in the city, take them out of this place. For we will destroy this place because of the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. He knew they were angels. And now they tell him their mission, that we have come to destroy this city. So take everything that belongs to you and get out of town. But you see, sometimes we become, when you are abusive, you, be, you get to a place when you're abused, you get to a place where you begin to enjoy the abuse. You find your, your self-worth. You find your safety. You find your 
your comfort in the abuse. Oh, yeah. As a pastor, I've dealt with a few cases like that where you can see this woman is in an abusive environment. She's always being beaten. And when you talk to her, pack your, I'm a pastor, I'm telling you, pack your bag and baggage and live here. No. They'll give you 10 reasons. He's not like that. He doesn't, he's not like that. It's only when I provoke him. <laughs> you know, when it gets to this point, they don't, they can't reason. So if you keep pressing, you become the enemy. So as soon as you leave, they will tell the abuser what you have said. So sometimes, sometimes you have to physically bundle them out. Literally bundle them out to save them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're inside, you can't, you can't think. You can't think through it. You can't think. See, the, 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 the thing that Lot is being told is very clear. It's very obvious because you lot, you were there when the people were trying to do something bad. And even when you try to negotiate, you realize these people cannot be negotiated with. You see, oppressives, oppressors cannot be negotiated with. People who are abuse, abusive people, you cannot reason with them. You cannot talk sense into their heads. It doesn't work. You are preaching. Do you understand? They, they have to learn by... Experience. Sometimes you need to rescue yourself out to help them. You know, there was, I don't know whether there was a story like that when I told the, the, the person to get out of the home, then another pastor told the person to stay. Another pastor said, oh, you know, gave all sorts of, you know, we'll pray, you know, you stay, uh, it will change. And it didn't end well. The pastor said, stay. And the guy was very, you see, the abuse, there are two types of abuse, physical and emotional. Emotional is more dangerous than physical. To the point that the man will go and bring women into the house to sleep and ask the woman to get out of the bedroom and go to the guest room because he's sleeping with it. No, no, no. It, it, it happened. This is a true story. True, true, true story. I said to the lady, I had a meeting, sat one who I said, get out of this place. When she goes to work. All the income goes to the man. And then the man will give you what do you need. And you know that abusers always make you feel stupid and useless and not pretty, not worth anything. You know, so that you, they break your confidence. They break any um, self-worth that you have. You know, so that you can't even gather yourself to do anything. I said, get out there, please. Another pastor said, oh, stay. Foolish. Who has this? Oh, please, please, please. Please, please, please. You, you know, sometimes, sometimes it takes experience to know what to do. You, you may be a pastor, you may have a lot of scriptures, but when you don't have experience, that's, you, that's how you talk. So this man was young and had a lot of zeal, a lot of scriptures, but didn't have experience. 
you know, I've been through it. And I've seen. So when, where I was sitting and I gave advice, you know, to the point that by the time the woman walked out of the home, the woman was less than half a person. Less than half. The guy bankrupted her. Totally. I mean, but for Grace, she would have been given some sickness. Because that place, that land. that land, you don't joke. One in two carry disease. <clears throat> yeah. Even in the church. Even in the church, one in two carry, carry a disease. Oh, yeah, yeah. Almost every month we are burying somebody. And a man will go and bring a woman to the home. Say, you, tonight, vacate. Meanwhile, she bought the house. She paid for the house. I'm not telling you a story. I can take you, I can take you to the person now. And you see, the thing that you didn't realize that the thing was affecting the son who was also a little boy in the house. You see, what we don't understand is that anything that happens within the children don't see, but they see. Even when Isaac wasn't there, the thing that Abraham did, Isaac came to do the same. If she had left earlier, it would have been better. By the time she was leaving, she left like Lot. We haven't finished. We are looking at Lot. You see why we need to write this book? So where am I? What verse am I? Okay. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lord to hurry. Have you realized that when you are going through this, there's no hurry, there's no uh, agency. Even when they are trying to get you out, you can't understand. It's like when somebody comes and leave. No, 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 no. no. Like, okay, I will leave, but uh, take your time. Okay, but uh, you, you see, what, this is what abused people go through. You see, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. What you have going through, or you have gone through, or you go through, Lot has gone through it already. Yeah. Even that time, Lot was believing that maybe the people would suddenly, they, in the morning, they would change and become Christians. <laughs> so the angels were urging Lot to hurry. Arise, take your wife, your two daughters, uh, who are here, lest they, they are consumed in the punishment of the city. No, 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 16. While he lingered, the word to linger means to, to hang about, you know, to try and waste time, to try and, you know, it's, it's like life is not waiting for you, my dear. I say life is not waiting for you. That you don't have in too much time to experiment, to linger. to linger around in an abusive environment, hoping things will change. He lingered. And the man took hold of his hand. And his wife, you see, they had to yank. You see, sometimes to save somebody who is in an abusive relationship, you have to hold and yank them out. Yes. Even when they are resisting. Even when they are resisting. Preach, Pastor, preach. <laughs> because they will thank, thank you later. You. Yeah, thank you. you but but you. at the time they are going through it, you become an enemy if you try. Yes. It's like somebody is drowning. If somebody is drowning, if you are going to save them, be very careful. Yeah. Be very careful when you are talking to somebody who is in an abusive relationship. Because as you are talking to them secretly and in confidence, they are going to tell the abuser, what you have said. 
<laughs> you see, if you have never, if you have not been experienced, you you will not know this type, some of these things I'm saying. Maybe pastor is having personal problems. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have been accused before. The, the pastor is interested in you. That's why he's, he's interested in your case like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wants you to live. He wants you to live so that you become his girlfriend. Yeah. Because they will cut you from your rescue, your rescuer. If they can isolate you, then they have you. While he lingered, the men took hold of his hand and his wife's hand in the hands of the two daughters and the, the Lord quickly <laughs> don't be look at me look at what you are doing <laughs> be merciful to him and they brought him out and set him outside the city so it came to pass when they had brought them outside that he said escape for your lives do not look behind, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains. Mountains? Mountains? Did anyone mention mountains? Who was in the mountains? Who was in the mountains? But I thought we just, in chapter 14, rescued him. How did he go back to the plane and now have to escape back to the mountain? And incidentally, where are the cattle that they were fighting Abraham with? Now that we are here, where are the cattle? Where are the servants of Lot who were always bringing trouble between the headsmen of uh, Abraham, his uncle, and their heads, his, his headsmen? Where are they? What happened to them? I said, what happened to those men? Where are they? How come we are not mentioning them? If, if, Lot, if Abraham had 300 and, is it? 318. It means for Lot to have servants who argue with Abraham's servant. Abraham, Lot must have at least 100. So where are those 100 people? Remember that uh, Abraham was negotiating with God to save a few Abraham had calculated that when they were living, there were at least 100 servants, plus Lot, his wife, his children. So at least 10 we will get. Started with 40, 50, 30, 20, and they will, at least we will get. So you see, now the choice, now the implication is getting serious. Because now we have moved from cattle and everything now is the shit on your back just for your life run for your life run for your life and still let's read on then lord said to them please know my lord indeed now your servant has found favor in your sight and your you have increased your mercy which you have shown me by saving my life, but I cannot escape to the mountains. Let something evil overtake me and I die. <laughs> what do you think? You think it's picnic here? Do you think we are having picnic here? Sometimes, sometimes, you see, our, our decisions and our mindsets don't make sense. 
It's like you're making one mistake, a one, one, one bad decision after another bad decision after another bad decision. Can't you wake up and see that something is happening to you? See, it's very, very easy to see it in Lot. But please don't criticize Lot. Because the Lot I'm talking about is you. It's not on the screen. The Lot is not in the, in the TV. The Lot is you. <laughs> Listen. I, 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 mean, I, I think I think I got up one was it in the morning one morning I got up I said no the, the thing I have to put in the book because like the more I look at it the more I see things that because I, I am seeing lot but I'm not seeing lot I'm seeing me I'm seeing me I'm seeing you Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I, I am seeing a lot of lots inside of me and inside of the people around me. But the funny thing is that if you look, if we start looking at other places, it's even worse. Yeah, you see Satan and his choices. He made two very, very bad, very wild choices. First choice, as Lucifer, he made a choice. He was not content to be one of the three, top three. He said, I will ascend to be the most high, like the most high. <laughs> and then he had a choice between two disciples. He had to go and ask for permission. But for Judas, he had him. He didn't need permission. So that's another, for another day. <laughs> that's for another day. Anyway, let's look at this. Let's look at this. Let's, let's look at this. See now, the city, this city is near enough. Remember, they have just come out, out of Sodom. But Gomorrah is just next door. But you see, the, the, he, what he didn't understand, it's not just Sodom. It's Sodom and Gomorrah where they're destroying both. This city is near enough to flee to. It is a little one. Please let me escape. At least I'll be close by. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said to him, See, I favored you concerning this thing also, in that I will not overthrow the city for which you have spoken. Harry escaped there. For I, I want you to circle this because we'll come to it. For I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore, the name of that city was called Zohar. Circle that. We'll come to this, this thing. Hallelujah. So he has lost all his wealth. Isn't it? Right? Let's, let's read on. Let's go to 26. Then there's... No, no, no. Go, go to, let's read on from here till we get to 26. Where are we? The sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Zohar, then the Lord rained brimstones and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities in all the plains, all the inhabitants of the city and what grew on the ground. But his wife looked back behind him and she became a pillar of salt. So, number five, calamity. Is it five or six? Six, calamity. 
is that he has lost his wife. The wife was so besotted about Sodom and Gomorrah that she could not but turn back to look. So she became a pillar of salt. So now we have lost who? All the servants are gone. The cattle, everything's gone. The wealth is gone. The wife is also gone. So now you have only himself and the daughters left. Can you see that? Okay, let's read on. Then Abraham went early in the morning to the place where the Lord has stood before, where the Lord has stood before the Lord. Then he took to, he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah, towards the land of the plain, and he saw, and behold, the smoke of the land which went up like the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God had destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt. Then Lot went up to out of Zohar and dealt, dwelt in where? Circle that. And his two daughters were with him, for he was afraid and dwelt in Zohar. He was afraid to dwell in Zohar. And he and his two daughters dwelt in the cave. Now, he was told to go into the mountains. He said he won't go. Now, he got into the mountain. Instead of going to the top of the mountain, he ended up in the cave. I want you to understand what's going on. Do you get a picture? Which goes to show that Lot had a personality problem. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say. He had a personality problem. He could not take advice. Do you know there are people like that? It's like you can advise them till you go, your tongue goes blue. They'll do whatever they want to do. I have a lot of church members like that. They'll, you advise them. They'll, it goes into one ear and comes out. They'll go and do something and then that thing will bring problem. Then they'll come back to you to come and tell you the problem. And then you advise them. The first advice they didn't take. The second advice they didn't take. The third advice they won't take. And they'll go again and then problem. And then they'll come. So he had a personality problem. Now the firstborn said, to the younger, our father is old and there is no man on the earth to come in to us. Us is the custom of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine and we will lie with him that we may preserve the lineage of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night and the firstborn went in and lay with him. And he did not know when she lay down and when she arose. And it happened on the next day that the firstborn said to the younger, indeed I lay with my father last night. Let us make him drink wine tonight also and you will go in and lie with him that we may preserve the lineage of our father. Then they made their father drink why? That night also. And the younger arose and lay with him. And he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. Thus both daughters, Lot's, that daughters of Lot were with child by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. You see that Moab caused a lot of troubles to Israel. The Moabites. You see, from this same lineage came Ruth. But that's also for another. We'll talk about that in the book. 
darkness read on. And the younger also bore a son and called his name Ben Amin. And he said, and he is the father of the people of Ammon, the Ammonites, to this day. And Abraham journeyed from there to the south and dwelt in Kedesh and Shah and stayed in Gera. Hallelujah. So you can see that the problems that has come to Lot, all the problems were self-inflicted. Isn't that true? How many agree with me? Self-inflicted. Most of us, our lives and the bad experiences, if we'll be very critical and honest, we've brought it on ourselves. And you see, through all this, the Bible called Lot a righteous man. So, the righteousness didn't preclude him from all the issues he was going through. Because he was still making bad choices. Hello? There are people who would go through issues like that and blame God. In fact, majority of the people who go through issues like that, they turn around and blame God. If God is God, why did he let this happen to me? Why am I going through this? Why am I going through that? No, no, you are going through that because you are making the choices. Even when the angel came to rescue you, you said no, you won't go. Hallelujah. I pray that we'll make better choices. Oh, I said I pray that we'll make better choices. I pray that from today we will make let me just read a few things and then we'll go home. The love for Egypt cost lot everything. Amen. Lot did not only lose everything he had, but he lost the influence over his family. How many know that from now, Lot cannot look at the daughters as a father anymore? How many understand what I mean by that? Because when Lot sees the children of the daughters, <laughs> are, you, are you granddad or are you dad? What are you? Can you become the patriarch of that family when you are supposed to be you are a father and grandfather in one. <laughs> See, the good thing about Lot is that he restored his relationship with God by going, starting up the mountain. It's not everybody that after escaping to Zohar would think about the mountain. We are not told how or why he decided that I won't stay in Zohar, but I'll go to the mountain. Though he didn't end on the top of the mountain, at least he ascended. You know, anytime you see in the Old Testament, anytime you see the mountain, you must see man getting close to God. The mountain was always a place of close to meeting God, a place of meeting place to God. Are you getting it? So if you like, the mountain in, in, this, in this instance is the house of God. 
somehow Lot ended up towards the house of God after everything he had been through. It's not everybody who after all is said and done will find themselves back in the house of God. Sometimes pride doesn't allow us. Sometimes the shame, sometimes what we think people will say doesn't make us go to where we need to be. But I pray that you'll make that decision if you find yourself there. Amen.